You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Is up, gladiators. Welcome to another AfterBuzz TV after show with your favorite scandal after show host. Uh, this is season four, episode 20, First Lady Sings the Blues. Guys, we're so happy to be here. We are your Fab Four, if you don't know, starting with me, Emil Ennis Jr. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Cornelia. Hi, I'm Sophia Stanley. Hi, I'm Ben Erickson. And it's time to break it down. Boom. Um, okay, so what's up? We're too low, uh, the, the angle. So if you get a chance, you can fix that. <laughs> We're up, don't. Topic one, <laughs> the bang topic. Last week, we talked about a very special character on the show who had a dramatic scene at the end of the episode where he was stabbed multiple times and presumably dead. And we all made our predictions. I said if he comes back, it's going to be in a flashback, all these different things. So anyway, the show opened. The very first scene, we see that Jake is on the table. So, of course, I'm like, hashtag die, Jake, die, thinking he's already dead. Quinn comes in, lollygagging, and then she says, oh, shit, Jake's on the table. Huck comes in, and then Huck revives him with a boom, and Jake's alive. Come on, so, guys. Yo, I don't know if we caught this on Periscope, but I was cursing every bad word that I knew. I was like, what is this freaking Pulp Fiction, like, 2.0, but not even in a good way? <laughs> like, so he literally, so just a shock to his chest, so a physical <clears throat> pump to his chest is enough to revive someone after they have been stabbed at least ten times? Yeah, you're right. No electrical current? No, so we're, we're just assuming that Huck is literally that strong to do what? Because you need an electrical current. In order to jumpstart someone's heart, you don't just need a physical push. You well, he said a, the body a, was warm. Was it any type of heartbeat or anything when he did that? Part of me is really like, it, it It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, we presumably could sit here for the next hour and try to make some semblance of a logical explanation for why Jake is still alive and why Huck was able to revive him. Mm -hmm. But the only thing that makes sense is that we are to presume and or assume that Command being who Command is, is going to send someone to kill the number one threat, not only to the existence of B-613, but to Command's very own life. And that person would not slice his neck not just not slice his neck, but sever his head off? Huck did more than that to that little foofy little girl who wrote that book. And that's why I'm confused, because when uh, yeah. Russell killed Jake, and this is the reason why I think we all knew, this is the reason why I think we all knew that this wasn't real, or it couldn't be that he was going to actually die, is because when we had his death happen, for Jake to be such a integral character to the show, when somebody on a, like a major character dies, they usually have a real death. You know what I mean? Right. Like, th granted, he got stabbed multiple times, but it was one of those things where when he was stabbed, you're like, oh, that's how he's going to go out? Like, you wouldn't expect Jake, especially since there's a lot of Jake fans out there, if he's going to die, you would want Jake to be like, like, go out hard. Right. So I want to see, like Sophia said, his neck slit. I want to see his eyes gouged out. Like, I want to see all that gory stuff because that way you know for a fact he's dead. So because we didn't see any of that last week, because we just saw stab wounds, and then, of course, there are people who spoiled on Twitter showing us pictures saying that, you know, he's in band, whatever they showed us. Um, he's alive. So. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> we knew, we knew he was going to be alive. We knew that y'all. You guys have said everything. I wasn't surprised. You know, if Jake's if gonna die, going. it's gonna be this big thing, tears and a whole funeral situation, or at least some sad music. There wasn't even any music. <laughs> Think about it. When he got stabbed. There was no music. There was no '70s soundtrack playing when he got stabbed. So he, he's alive, guys. I just I thought it was just poor. 
Uh, okay. I just thought it was poor and tacky for for them to allude to the fact that he could possibly be dead and then the opening moments then you do this lame thing where he's hitting the chest and then boom he's a that felt i'm gonna go back to something that i said during season uh, uh season three that was very all my children very um young and restless for someone to come back so quickly i think they could have drawn it out a little bit, but for him to literally boom and then he's a little soap opera to me, but anyway. Well, he's alive. Uh, they took him to this underground wherever to work on him. They brought in Charlie so he could bring in his little uh, Russian doctor and all that stuff. I'm going to fast forward and then backtrack. So when Russell is talking to Rowan and Rowan basically reads Russell saying, you didn't get the job done, I already know because my daughter did not call me crying. Even though Liv was undeniably distraught because she, I guess, still loves Jake. Um, I, I don't want to make an excuse for her, but I feel like she's smart enough where she could think to take him to underground. Why wouldn't she smart enough to think, okay, so if I really want to trick my father, what would I do so that I can trick? Even though we see she can never get past Rowan, but I feel like she would be smart enough to know or to think, what would I do so I can trick my father to think Jake's dead? And really play this part well. Well, giving her the benefit of the doubt, though, this did happen. It's not like, yeah, it's the show and we see stuff like this happen all the time. But if one of your homies gets damn near stabbed to death and you're trying to find a doctor and you're trying to figure out a way to, for the doctor to do what you want him to do, he asks you for a favor and the favor happens to be get this lady, this this killer, um, you know, get her vindicated. Like, there was a lot going on, so something's going to fall through the cracks. And calling her daddy and playing the part is one of those things. Mm-hmm. She has she has stuff going on. I mean, I'm gonna give her I'm gonna See, give her the benefit of the doubt, and I'm not gonna be- give her the benefit of the doubt because it is almost impossible for me to continue to believe that she is the Olivia Pope and she's this formidable person who thinks that they can basically walk up to an ex KGB assassin who even Huck is afraid of and somehow convince her to just turn on her country and then goes as some little butcher and just thinks that I can offer you money to again turn on your country and these are like these aren't aren't normal ordinary moles like these are moles that can be underground for upwards of 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years, and they're still going to deliver for love of country mm-hmm. and or for patriotism and or, just like the guy said, purely out of fear that they will kill me. They will kill me and they will kill everyone I love. So how am I to believe that she is supposed to be this formidable person, but at the same time think, I just went to war with my father. And I told him not to kill anybody. So he's not going to kill anybody. So I think I'm okay. But then I walk in, and Jake's stabbed and almost dying, and I don't go into survival mode, not like a normal person, but like Olivia Pope. I would have actually preferred and had more respect for her, just like Emil, I think, is saying, if she had played Rowan. If she had said to him, you've gone too far. Ooh, I was going to curse a real curse word. <laughs> You've gone too far. Click. Even that would have made sense to me, right? Because then possibly then... It would have made him go in motion. And again, who's following him? Mm-hmm. Like, why is no one following him? If you have the burner phone and you're giving the burner phone to, for, phone to this butcher guy, why aren't you tracing him with a burner phone? It, it's almost as if she is, she wants him dead, but she's no longer willing to do it herself, despite the fact that she's already pulled the trigger once. Well, and then, uh, excellent point, Sophia. On top of that, I think, if we want to give Olivia the benefit of the doubt, I think that we still have Huck and... We still have uh, Quinn on her team. Somebody on her team needs to be directing her and say, "Okay, mm-hmm. live." And I was, I, I could see if it was if Charlie wasn't there bringing the doctor in, but Charlie's job was to bring the doctor in, so he's handling that. So Huck and Quinn were kind of just in the room for a little bit of time where they could have said, "Okay, live. You need to do this so Rowan doesn't." Right, but even Huck, think about it, went directly to his family. So Huck, Huck acted on survival mechanism, but survival as it relates to still being pragmatic and being. Thinking, what would the next move be? Olivia didn't do that. Because at the end of the day, so do you not think, in the same way that they actually planned Olivia's kidnapping, do you not realize that maybe your father knows exactly what you're going to do? So yes, this actually wasn't the plan, but what if the plan was this all along? Mm -hmm. What if the plan was for you to find Jake, for you to semblance everyone together, and if Russell was actually really gully, even though he was written stupid, he would have killed all y'all. Yeah. Because all y'all gathered together, including David. What kind of stupidness is this? So you're going to have David, the U.S. Attorney General, 
Just Who needs to actually prosecute the case? Actually be in the same room with a dying body? It goes back to when they brought all the B613 agents all in the room together and they all died. Like, and you're bringing everybody together who needs to be part of the grand jury. I understand you're trying to protect them, but it just doesn't make sense. And so you're Olivia Pope, and in all of your however many years of being Olivia Pope, you don't have a doctor on call? That's You don't yeah. have a concierge doctor? It's a district of Columbia. I could probably call right now and find a concierge doctor to do anything I needed, and he's not reporting Call it. him up right now. That's what a concierge doctor <laughs> is. No, seriously. seriously though, yeah. So, again, so why would you think that bringing a criminal would actually behoove you when you're talking about criminal masterminds because a criminal is the first person who's going to actually narc you out. Yeah. But a concierge doctor who his only job is to get paid an exorbitant amount of money to do <laughs> things that normal doctors ethically will not do, that's who you call. We wasted 10 minutes trying to find a doctor or 20 minutes or however many minutes finding a doctor. Guys, maybe it's this. We're expecting Olivia to do all of these things. Maybe she's not that person who knows to do all of it. Like, think, like you know how on Legally Blonde she was really smart. I love that movie. But she had some dingy moments. Mm-hmm. She had some moments where she's like, oh, but oh, but I didn't, you know, oh, I, didn't, I didn't think of that. But she's really smart and she can get the job done when when it comes to it. But every, there, there's always a missing piece. Maybe Olivia, maybe doing all of this fixing in this way isn't just her thing. Because think about it. We saw her when we first saw her fixing. We saw her helping diplomats. We saw her doing things. But we never saw her doing something to the extent of my best friend is okay. getting killed. My dad is the person doing this. Maybe she it just don't know so how personal. Yeah, maybe she just don't know how to do this. I actually Canela, I agree with you in that in that aspect because she's good at fixing certain things just like you know uh, um, a barber who can only do certain kind of hair or someone who's um you know, a lawyer who can only do certain uh, particular area kind of, of law. area law. Mm-hmm. So her area of expertise is different than this hardcore killing type things that she's now being forced into doing. But my only thing with this is, uh, besides Olivia, you have Huck, you have Charlie, you have Quinn. David. And David, you have all of these people. You have three of these people who are able-bodied, who worked for uh, Rowan. And then you have Jake on the table. For me, I when I work for someone, I work and I study them to the point where I know what they're doing, um, you know, what kind of coffee, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand how these people can work for this man. But it was a different how, type of work, though. I understand that, but how can how can all three of these brains not c- come up with something to help Olivia come up with a better plan for what she's trying to do? Because I don't think Rowan allows you to study him like that to where they could even use anything to benefit. Because Rowan plays so many different roles and so many different characters. Even, I feel like, when he was doing his head of B613 job, I feel like when he's in front of those associates, he just gives them enough information so they can complete, complete their assignment. But then outside of that, he doesn't give them anything to work with because he's protecting himself. Well, let's say he that- did, they did come up with the plan, though. The fact that they were talking about company pers- company business, family business, with Russell sitting right there. Now that's what that they could have had a perfect plan. But rule number one: family business stays in the family. If somebody in the family is around when we talking, well, we got to step out. Or can you go somewhere or give him a job to do? Let's Send talk him about somewhere, Russell. Get some ice cream. Can you go get us some groceries or some takeout? But they're just <laughs> talking, and he's right there, like, yes. Yeah, so we need to do this. Are you in? Are you out? Let's talk about Russell. Because this whole situation, so Russell goes to Rowan and pretty much Rowan lays in him saying you didn't get the job done. He gets shot in the arm. Which was amazing. It was amazing. I thought he was going to kill him. Yeah. I was like, oh, goodbye. He gets shot in the arm and I was like, okay, this is why I love the show, Papa Pope. Mm -hmm. Um, So then he goes to the hospital and immediately Liv goes to the hospital and they decide they want to rush him to the underground bunker. Liv don't know. He could have stayed in the regular hospital. I understand she's thinking, okay, Rowan's trying to kill everybody, but she doesn't know to do that well. Like, she hasn't been sleeping with him for a couple of times. But again, it's part of her profile of always having to fix everybody. Mm-hmm. I would have so left him in the and hospital. That, and that's exactly why the dad shot her. Shot him. Because he knew. He yeah. knows his daughter. He knows, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I completely agree with you. Because just like you said, it's like, because this is the problem is, there is going to be collateral damage. Yeah. The fact that she in any way thought that she could go after B613 and no one would die... No one would die. No one would even get hurt. No one would get shot. And that's why I'm like, what, what were you thinking? Like, what, what, realistically, what did you think was going to happen when you went after Music 13? Olivia Pope, and when she said to her dad, we're going to play this fair. The Olivia Pope compared to the head of B613, or not, not even Rowan, 
is nothing. But this is the problem is, is that, again, it's almost as if with this show we take one step forward and one step back. So last week we finally had a moment where we thought that that Rowan had a, a competent adversary, right? Mm-hmm. And even he said it, the way he flipped her hair, and he's like, see, you're a warrior now. Like, this is what I wanted from you. Then what happened? She takes 10 steps backwards. Because uh, an actual opponent would have thought, okay, this is literally now kill or be killed. I have his phone. I am actually going to call him. I am going to say it is over. We are going to have a meeting. I am going to take the gun that I put in Russell's head. I'm going to put it in my father's head, and I'm going to pull the trigger. There is no other option but that. But the fact that that's not what she's doing and she's trying to make deals with this person and that person to potentially find him and catch him and so forth and so on, it's almost as if she not only is underestimating Rowan, she's beyond overestimating herself. And that I can no longer buy. Before I, I, I can make every argument for why... It's possibly not her area of expertise. It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense for this woman to be so formidable, for all of these pieces to literally revolve around her, and for her to be so delusional. It does not make sense for her not to be pragmatic. I don't care if this isn't her area of expertise. The same woman who got out of her own kidnapping by putting herself up for auction is the same person who doesn't think that her dad is going to kill someone, and that the first person he's not going to kill is Jake. All right. This is the same person who Jake was sent by her dad and or fit, and she knows that, and he's B613. She's the same person who also found out that David's assistant was potentially B613. And Huck is B613. And so Russell could possibly not be B613. I'm just confused why. Have we not? I don't think I've asked this. Why didn't Huck or Quinn, anybody do a background check on Russell? They don't do a background check on anybody. But no, and, and I'm telling you, and not only, and not, not only, do one on his own girlfriend. But, but it, girl everything is different one. after she got kidnapped. Why is not everything different after? Especially she's in the state that she was in, she should not be hooking up with anybody or pursuing anything like that without some type of check being done because you don't know who's after her after that kidnapping. Well, why isn't Jake running a check? Isn't Jake her security guard? Huck isn't should Jake be running her a protector? check since he got with old girl and he didn't do a check on her and she turned out to be an assassin too. Huck should be doing this. This is Huck's job. No, and I but you know what? It's not Huck's job. No, you go, Emil. No, I was gonna say I'm not surprised because they didn't put the deadbolts on her door until this Huck season. Was the one who originally had the had the surveillance in her apartment before Jake was even around. Huck was the one doing but the, the minute, weekly but the, minute, the minute Jake came, remember, he he let Jake have that yeah. spot, and yeah. that was the problem. Well, Jake he literally short. thought that Jake had the spot number one. Number two, think about it. When Huck was actually doing his job and actually torturing Quinn, remember, when Quinn went to the dark side, Olivia told him to stop. I'll say this, and then I'll just put my two cents in. Maybe Olivia is trying to prove to her dad that she's going to up him one because there's this whole thing with the father-daughter relationship. You know, the the lack of not being there, and he's this bad man. So she is trying to prove to him that she can up her dad. I don't even think it's that. I think it's Olivia has had help behind the scenes because her dad is who he is mm-hmm. for so long that she thought that things magically got done because she did it. it so really now good. that it, now that he is not there, mm-hmm. she thinks that it's supposed to still fall in place without mm-hmm. actually thinking, oh shoot, they didn't get done because I did it. They got done because he did it. Mm-hmm. That That's what I think. She just hasn't caught up to reality yet about her real situation. Okay. And for that reason is exactly why literally I bow down to the altar of Rowan. Yeah. He is the only person on this show, not the only person, but the only person I would say on the Olivia side, not on the White House side, who is 100% true to his character. His end goal is decisive. He knows what it is before it happens, and he does it regardless of what the consequences are. Agree. And mm-hmm. that's why we love him. Russell, on the other hand. I had high hopes for him. <laughs> yeah. But before we found Before, him. yeah. Even afterwards for a second. <laughs> exactly. Right, <laughs> With that body, though. Um, but Russell, in the hospital or the makeshift hospital underground or whatever, once again, he has an opportunity. Like, Jake sees it, uh, that he's who he is, and they spot each other, make eye contact. The doctor's over here. David and Charlie, I think, were over over there talking or whatever. Nobody could see him. Why are you doing this? Oh, like, I understand getting out the bed slow, not to make noise, but he does the slow <laughs> grab and then let me tinker with and get in there. No, just stab him if you're going to do it. But, okay, well, I didn't see the scene, okay, because I'm a scurdy cat in my <laughs> eyes, but I would imagine that he 
I, I would imagine that he didn't stab him because there's only two people in the room and maybe he couldn't get out. So what he did was he reinforced the spot that was already there so that the doctor can just assume. But he didn't even get to it. Oh, he didn't? No, he didn't oh. get to it. That's the thing. He What happened was he was about to and then Jake starts squirming and then he pulls away and blood starts flowing. This, this, oh. is, this is the issue and I think this is where you're going. The issue is what type of spy are you? Yeah. Are you a rent-a-spy or are you a kamikaze agent? To me, the way that they have presented B613, B613 agents either finish their task or they die. Yeah. That is the only option. I am not trying to get out of this situation. I'm not trying to walk out. I'm not trying to walk out in the sunset with Olivia Pope. So if it means that I need to stab Jake directly in the neck, they will all see and I die, then I have finished my mission. But look at this, though. That is not what happened. If he's a, I, we know from what we've seen on the show with different types of B613 agents, each one is trained in different forms of, mm-hmm. of killing. But even still, obviously him and Rowan seem like they were in on a plan. Like he's in the hospital. She's going to take me because she loves mm-hmm. me to where they are, right? Why wouldn't he have just maybe something in his pocket or something hidden where he could, like a needle mm-hmm. where he can stab quickly? Inject him with something lethal. The makeshift doctor, he's not going to know what happened. There's going to think he died. I'm going to be an asshole on purpose. Because at the end of the day, Jake has to live. (sighs) So it does not matter how much we argue. Mm -hmm. It does not matter how much we reason. It does not matter how we try to present logic to an illogical situation. If the end goal is that Jake is to be alive, then every scenario, reverse engineering, is going to be stupid. It's that simple. It has to be. It's 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 that simple. And he won't have he won't have a knife in his pocket because he didn't even kill him the first time. Yeah, true. So if he can't do it the first time, how he just gonna have a knife? But technically speaking, let's be real. Like uh, Russell stabbed him a good four times. He was and missed all major arteries. Miss all of them. So so a technical assassin whose weapon of choice is a knife stabs him at least four times and happens to miss all major arteries. Right, because Chucky would have hit some arteries. And all major origin <laughs> organs. I can't. Like, no. It's just, it's just, and I know, and I know, and this is the thing is, and let it be very clear, if you have a problem with what I'm saying, make sure to direct it directly to me. Sophia Stanley and not everyone else because I think that it is insulting to the viewers. Because then don't 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 have him be killed. Like I mean, don't even have him be injured. I agree. If in fact Jake is the golden child, if Jake is now becoming the new center with which the sun, which everything orbits around, then he should have never gotten hemmed up in OPA to begin with. He would have never been stupid enough to walk in there being like, "Oh, Olivia, Olivia," and and get jumped by Russell, and then when Russell's on him and is like, "I'm gonna stab you again," not to do anything. Then make it more believable. But don't run us all the way down this track for him to be lying on the table. Meaning, Russell put him on the table after stabbing him, not realizing he was dead, and placed him on the top of the table. Like he is literally Jesus being sacrificed, but he's not really dead. Do you see how I keep trying to find logic? And Russell's strong. He don't look like he's even picking up Jake, put him on the table. Anyway, all right. So he needs to take some lessons from Rowan, who does get the job done, because this Black Sable storyline, which, I mean, it was... Yeah, it was yeah. what it was kind of yeah. interesting, I guess. Yeah. Um, but she talks about how she goes to church. Or she w- goes to church every Sunday now. She had a family, and she thought it was over. Her past comes back, and you talked about the butcher and all that stuff. But then, as time goes on, we see that Liv goes into the house, and she has a bullet in her head. And then the two kids also have a bullet. It reminded me of uh, of Huck's old family. Remember the family where they oh, shot the dog and everything? The emotional yes. scene? It reminded me of that. This one wasn't emotional because we had no attachment or whatever. But um, they had bullet wounds in the head. And then Liv is obviously freaked out. She goes outside and she hears a ringing in the trunk. Also, Koltyoff, whatever his name was, um, he's in the trunk as well. Mm-hmm. Dead. And Papa Pope did it. And he gets the job done. Like, I just don't understand. And that's why I think that's why I love, like you're saying, that's why I love Rowan because Rowan, what you expect to happen happens. And even like the unexpected, ha- like mm-hmm. you expect something good to happen or you expect him to get the job done or do what is organic to his character. Phone call. Yeah. But then he takes it one more step. It's, it's really, it's really at the end of the day, Rowan isn't scary because he kills people. Rowan is scary because of how he gets in your head. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's really how he's toying with you. It's 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 every time he allows you to think that you're 
in the clear. And even think about it, the way that Olivia walked into the house, why did Olivia walk in the house by herself? Think about it. She's the, but again, it's because Rowan is setting her up with this false sense of security, just like Cornelia said, because she has been pampered her entire life and really thought she was normal. So she's going into it a life or death situation because arguably you told this lady, I'm going to protect you. Or else, these Russian spies, basically the entire Russian Federation is coming after you. I can't get a hold of the person that I was going to have kill my dad, but I'm just going to walk into a house unarmed without any bodyguards. I love how that outfit was really cute. (laughs) But I love how you're right, though, and we watch the show and we sometimes forget about it. But Liv is just walking around like nobody can snatch her up in the middle of daylight. Like anybody can snatch her up at any time. Rowan could send one of his agents and then she would just be gone. Also, anybody, anybody, Huck, Quinn, all of them, Jimmy, like, but not, even, not even that. It's not. She shouldn't only be afraid of B six thirteen. And just like Cornelia said, the fact that the only thing that she's kind of afraid of is B six thirteen shows the bubble she's lived in. You are Olivia Pope. You have messed with Russian gangsters. You've messed with dictators. You have messed with every bad guy and told him I'm the boss, and you're going to do what I'm going to tell you that you're going to do. None of those people are coming after you. None of those people. So you just walk around. And again, you literally spoke. And even in the fact that she came to the door and goes, oh, I think I must be at the wrong place. So what, you don't think this 80-year-old or whatever grand lady can be an assassin? Get the app over yourself. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, but like, Couldn't again. Get if you were. <laughs> right? No, because it's like literally, again, because they're making her into someone that I literally, I cannot respect. Yeah. Just like people don't think that you're the Olivia Pope in other episodes when they thought Abby was the Olivia Pope mm-hmm. for various reasons, you're literally going to assume that simply because this lady is old that she couldn't be Black Sable. And then when she talks to you and she basically says, like, yeah, that was great. Like, I got to kill people. I killed people with my hands for shoes. You think you're going to have any kind of a logical conversation and you are going to get this lady and you're going to con this lady after she's telling you that she was happy to kill people with her bare hands for shoes. Yeah, listen. <laughs> Olivia, we know she's going to do this. This is what she does. She stumps around, walks around. Hey, guys, I'm the Olivia Pope. I'm going to fix everything. And then when things don't work out, she panics, runs off, and is like, okay, let's abort mission. Well, that's a good segue then because she aborts mission. So what do you guys think about her going back to headquarters underground and pretty much telling everybody you need to cancel the grand jury we're no longer going after b613 it's done like just squashing it i don't understand how she can have i mean i she has so much momentum leading up to this and she's like we are going to fight we are going to take down b613 no matter what justice i wear the white hat and then as soon as one person oh we got to shut it down it's like when you it's like bank robbers in your your mind, you like, yeah, we're going to rob the bank in this, yeah, we're going to get stopped in caps, right? And then we're going to get this cab, we're going to bust in, yeah. And then as soon as you bust in the bank and one of your boys gets shot, you're like, That's oh, oh, they're fighting. oh, 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 dang, it's for real now. Oh, they're shooting. And then you run out, you know what I mean? Or it's like a getaway driver. You're like, yeah, I drive the car. And then when you drive the car and you get arrested and you go to jail for 20 years because you drove the car, you're like, oh, I didn't know. I thought we were just playing, guys. I didn't know. I just thought I was driving. She, it sounds good. And it's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's take it down. But as soon as somebody gets hurt, she's like, oh, shoot, I was just playing. Yeah. My bad. I think but- when it comes to her dad, she gets beside, her, she gets beside herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, to me, there's no way in hell that she really thought that she can really take this down. No, I think she, I really think did. she did. She did, and I, that's I did. the problem. She, she did, really and that's the problem. That. I don't, you can I don't tell, believe that. You can tell the way you walk into If you got the balls to walk up mm-hmm. and see somebody in a butcher, uh, in a butcher you don't yes. know this man. He's she literally right here as she's, she's talking. With, with knife. She didn't know he could have sliced her neck right yeah. then. He's a killer. So she walked in. Tell me how much. Tell me. A 100 to. Like, <laughs> Get out. Get out. She thought she could fix. She thought mm-hmm. she was going to solve it. Especially yeah. since she got her father's affirmation last week, and now she feels like she's a formidable mm-hmm. opponent. Then she thinks, "Oh shit!" So he's scared of me now. I got mm-hmm. to girl. But this is who thing. I have a problem with in this Poor scene. Thing. I have a problem with David. David decided to go after B six thirteen actually without Olivia's permission. Mm-hmm. Think about yeah. it. So I don't know why she's now the ruler of the universe again. He literally needs to look at her and says, "Say to her, you." are not the U.S. Attorney General. I do not answer to you. No one elected you. No one voted for you. 
I am moving forward with this. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Jake got stabbed. That's irrelevant to the situation. When I say I have Hawk and I have <clears> Quinn <throat> and I have Charlie, and Charlie says no. Okay, cool. I have Hawk and I have Quinn. And at the end of the day, David also has David. So you're telling me that I'm also supposed to believe that the U.S. Attorney General is okay with all of this BS and just because Jake gets stabbed after reading the binders that he's going to go, okay? Okay. I was trying to just be devil's advocate, but I have to just jump on everyone else's side. What was also stupid about this situation (laughs) was when she is sitting in between the two men she's knocking boots with, right? Then Russell has his head turned to the other side. Now, who doesn't know that when you're in a room or having pillow talk or something, when you're asleep after you finish, you're not really asleep. You're always with your eyes closed, but you're watching or waiting to see what the other person is going to do. Russell basically did that. His back was turned, his eyes was open, and he was listening. And now she's having a conversation about she's laughing for a moment because she thinks... Oh, this is so funny. Ha, ha, ha. The two men I'm messing. And then she goes into this thing about how she's starving in this. And you not once think that Russell is awake? Ciao. See, can I say something? That actually doesn't bother me. What bothers me is what she said to Jake. I was Jake for that. is a spy. Jake was command. Jake killed people. Do we forget about James? Do we forget how he killed all those people, the communications director, the other person, and oh, shot wait, Olivia James? No, she don't know about James, does she? She can't. No, she don't. I, so I don't who, think, who does she think kills James? Who, who does she think killed James? Who? She, she, she really thinks it was just some drive-by? Did we even address? Did they? Did they ever address okay. that? Okay, uh, in my world, no, there's no. Cyrus figured it out, I think, but I don't think it was ever formally addressed. Okay, okay. But either way, he's command. You know, and even before yeah. he was command, at the end of the day, Jake is a grown individual. When Jake realized what was going on and took down command, he could have gone off in the sunset by himself. He didn't need to come back. The fact that he came back and decided to go move forward, he's not a child. So to me, you got stabbed not because you're messing with Olivia Pope. You got stabbed because you decided to go after command. And I be- and the only reason <laughs> Olivia wanted to shut it down was because of her little Jake got stabbed. Right. So again, so, so she, in order to save someone that she loved, went against her principles. But somehow, when the president of the United States of America, who loves her, goes against his principles to save someone that he loves, he is, mm. what? You're a fan, Sophia. Mm. You're a church fan. And then when he calls, she answers the phone. What do you want? What are you calling me for? You you are out of your mind. Let the church say amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't mind her saying it to them because y'all know how I feel. <laughs> no, and the funny thing is I agree with you on that. But the you know hypocrisy, the hypocrisy is starting to, it, I'm starting to literally choke on the hypocrisy in this show. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I would actually feel better if they were like, yo, it's a Wild West up in here. We all going to do what we're going to do. But <laughs> no, seriously, I have me, more respect play, for that. Let me play devil's advocate. Based on what we said, Olivia lived in a bubble and, 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 and she does this because she really thought that all of these things she, she was doing was because of her. Someone like that describing it would live in a world full of, a world full of hypocrisy. She would. She would answer the phone when when her, yeah. when her boyfriend called and be like, what do you want? And she would get mad at him when he does something, but not when she does the same thing. She would totally do that. But she then, totally but then, but that. then that person would have actually cracked up after getting kidnapped. Think about it. Mm-hmm. It's like a spoiled brat. It's like, you know, it's like, you know how everyone possibly has, or I, I know I had in college. I had kid friends of mine who like, you know what I mean? We're all really privileged. Their parents like really took care of them. Not in a bad way. So I'm not doing it with any kind of judgment. And then literally like their parents cut them off like when they're 22 mm-hmm. and they're like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And it's like, you're 22 with an advanced degree. Yeah, you're fine. And already money in your pocket and they already paid for your car and the condo that you live in and a closet full of clothes. Do you know what I mean? But they literally break down. And yeah. for like a week, they're like literally crying. They're like, but I don't even know how to do laundry. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, are, are, are you kidding me? You know what I mean? And after you like literally lost your job, you're almost about to be homeless and you don't even shed a tear. Yeah. Someone who is so privileged and entitled and living in the bubble, when that bubble bursts, would literally crack up. For her to come back after not only being kidnapped, but being threatened that they're going to kill her and rape her and maim her and do all of these things. All she does is come back, drink a little bit too much, and screw a dude. 
Do you he see what I'm fine, saying? You can't, you, he was fine. He was even, fine. even can I say something? Even after I knew he was B613, that not. last scene, I was like, yo, can they just get it in? Just one last time. Just one last, one time. last time. But no, that's a problem. You can't have it be both. You yeah. can't have her be entitled, a brat, privileged, so forth and so on, and then have her then also then buck up like she does. You can't have her be like, oh, I'm going to pull a gun on someone, rustle in bed, but you're not going to go after your father? Like, you are not going to go after your father. But you're going to literally, like, now you're going to man up in your own room while you're straddling some dude with the gun? I was I'm just going to buck up. That. I was happy she did that, too. Okay. And, that. That. and that was also I mean, silly of him to have the phone conversation in the... Oh, what? Yeah. Is, he couldn't kill yeah. somebody. Everybody like, else from B613 is against Rowan. He just got recruited. Right. Like, And didn't I say that? And didn't I say that like two scenes before? And that to me shows you that the writing is poor. Didn't I say when they were talking and Russell was overhearing, I was like, he's going to switch. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are like, oh, there's no way. And I go, he's going to switch. Yeah. I didn't see, I didn't see the in-between scene, but I knew it. I can tell by the camera angles. I can tell how they're playing it. I can tell by their conversation. Oh, he's going to switch. But it was a good flashback. It made me think of Harlem Nights with Jasmine Guy and Eddie Murphy. It did. But we, oh, we, we, yes. we, let's, yeah. let's go to okay. Melly. Because yeah. I'm, Melly. Oh, yeah, Olivia's true. wearing me out. Melly, um, is now really hitting this campaign trail hard for Virginia. Mm-hmm. And it's not working. <laughs> At the beginning, because people were saying it's a conflict of interest, because she's the first lady and he's the president. You can't have the two branches and sleeping next to each other. And they're trying to figure out how to spend this. And then we have one of our favorites, Sally, who comes back on the show with her talk show. And she is dragging Melly, basically telling her audience why this cannot work and why this should not work. Is and that being first lady. Or vomit juicing. <laughs> <laughs> I love her react. Like she, what did she say? She said, um, first lady is a job and she just pretty much outlined everything that she believes and that her audience is going to just eat up. And then when they're discussing how they're going to tackle this, uh, Melly wanted to go head to head with her at mm-hmm. first. They said it's not a good idea, which I agree with that. It wouldn't have been a good idea. Cause I don't think, do you guys think Melly could have handled that situation? Cause I feel like once she got in the room, no matter how much prep she had, she would have got dragged. I think the old Melly before she was first lady could have done it. Yes. This first lady Melly, no. She's not ready. Well said. I think in my world, I would have liked to have seen that and then her go back to the old Melly because I'm not liking this new Melly who just knows nothing. She okay. Didn't, she didn't even mm. re- oh. how how is it that she and how is it that Melly and Fitz both of them didn't know whether or not if it was legal or not for the whole conflict of interest thing. Cause it, it, well, cause I can see Fitz. This not even read a damn bill. But I think it shows their entitlement. Like even to a certain extent, Melly even thinking that she actually has a right to be president is because she comes from a place of entitlement. Who says? Like I don't, I don't care if it if it has to do with sexism or so forth and so on. What have you done up until now to present to the American people that you potentially could either a run for office or be president? Because all of your actual first lady duties have actually been rather lame. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's not it's not like her actual platforms or anything of substance of weight of gravitas where She's setting herself up to be anything other than ooh, <laughs> a first lady. Good save. That was a really good save. First lady. Yeah. So I think that's why. I think it's because they come from that place where they're still a puppet government. It's showing that the actual president isn't actually thinking. He has people to delegate or tell him what to mm-hmm. do. Same thing with Melly. Melly goes to Lizzie. Oh, I thought you said the polls are, are the polls must have been wrong. Mm-hmm. Why don't you do some research? Yeah, do some research because you're not that busy. Melly. Right. And did you really not think that that was not going to be an issue? That of course is going to be the first question that everyone's going to ask. What, you're not happy with being first lady? She's in her own little bubble too. She's just... What do you guys think, though, the scene where they were trying to come up with possibilities of how they can navigate this, and Lizzie Bear suggested that they say that the marriage is over, or leaked that the marriage is over, and it has been over for a while, and then Abby agrees. In my mind, because I'm an Olitz mm-hmm. fan, I was like, oh, yes. Oh, my gosh, this is perfect. She can, mm-hmm. she can say that, and then the marriage can be over, and then Olivia can eventually swoop back in there, and everything can be all good. I thought it was a good idea originally, and then once we find out how they really yeah. go about it. I thought to myself that would not be so smart to to do that because Sally would just she would eat him alive. I didn't th- eat fits alive for doing she or- would eat she, if that was revealed that would have been that would have been um 
that would have Sally would have been able to use that to her advantage more I, so. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree cuz even I, I had the same moment that you did and not necessarily for the same reason but I thought to myself how ironic that a certain semblance of the truth could potentially get Melly what she wants. Right. But I think that two things were extremely important for me. It really shows that I don't care what anyone says, more so than Melly wants to be president, Melly really wants to be partners with Fitz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because even when she goes, no, we're partners, and even the look on her face, she didn't quite believe it. But there was no part of her brain that was going to allow herself to believe that they weren't partners, mm-hmm. or to even go that route, even if it meant that she was going to lose and potentially could never be president. I think that what is ironic is, how do they think that that was going to work? So you have been literally running them like a team, a team, a team. He cheats on on her, but they're still a team, a team, a team. They lose a son, team, 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 team. And now all of a sudden, right. after she runs and after everyone says there's a conflict of interest, now you're just going to say, oh, well, we've been living separate lives. It's so special, I'm going to yeah. say, oh, so you've been lying to us. Yeah, You've been lying. And then I think because their marriage is so scandal ridden, you also run the risk of people now going back into the, the pictures, video footage, just saying, oh, wait, there's a little look right there between her and Andrew. Oh, he has something here with Liv. Oh, what's this little passing we see here with the little pinky finger? Right. Like, they'll find, people, especially out there, they'll find stuff. What's up? Sorry, I, I had a, that was my ADD kicking in. Oh, and notice how the Russian was like, oh, the president's buddy? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. People know. Like, people know. Cuddy buddy. Right? <laughs> Cuddy buddy. Yeah. So, I, so that was the only thing is it's the fact that they even considered it as a viable option right. that they were going to con us into basically being like, oh, okay, that's cool. To me, the actual Olivia's plan, that was brilliant. But that when Cyrus, yeah, when Cyrus went there mm-hmm. with Sally, to, it's it's one thing to see Rowan by himself, but Rowan they always put with not weaker characters, but people who aren't on the same level mm-hmm. as him. So it's nice to see two characters that are equally yoked, and Sally and Cyrus. Oh my god, it's like TV genius. Yes. It was so it was good. good. It was so good. Was my so friend cool. Cyrus, he yeah. was just laid back in the chair. He was like talking in his Cyrus TV voice. Yes, he was so good. I just. Everything about that whole like, scene. You're just being misogynistic, and that's sexist. The whole back and forth. It was like, okay, Sally, a point for Sally. Then he came back and yes. was saying how you know she was uh you know how her her views and how she's you know a uh, woman. Uh, I forgot the term. And then Sally comes back and then throws at his face, tells the camera director, uh, the camera guy, to get into his eyes. And then just the way that it, they were literally having a private conversation yeah. in public. Yeah, he's like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> But when she said, well, oh, you seem bitter Mm -hmm. because you think that you'd be a better candidate. candidate." Didn't you think, oh, crap, he's going to lose it? Yeah, I I did not. For a second, I did. I did. I literally was like, even even if we were going to have one of those, like, you know when he has a monologue, but it's not a real monologue? Mm -hmm. Like, I thought we were going to have one of those. (laughs) Yeah. Because I was like, there's no way after basically, like, think about it. Like, Fitz tried to man up on him in a way that it literally was like, he should have been like, yo, you need to sit down. Because, no, because seriously, because are we friends or am I your chief of staff? Because as far as I know, we ain't friends. I work for the president. Me, me backing your wife has nothing to do with the presidency. So which is it are we going to be? Because if we're going to be friends, then we need to talk all the time. Right. So how's Liv? You good? Yeah. I did not. I don't. I was upset with that Fitz made Fitz uh, made um, uh, Cyrus make that decision. I was I was not for that. I think he should have. Well, I, I, I agree. And I I'm on Cyrus's side on this one. Fitz was telling him to get on board. I just want if he's going to if he's going to tell me to get on. If I'm Cyrus, he's telling me to get on board. Just give me a reason and show me why Melly should be doing this. Besides the fact that I made a promise to her. Yeah, besides okay, the fact you feel right. guilty. And how does it relate to me? Yeah. And you're trying to make yourself feel better about your sins. Like, why yeah. Why are we doing this? They didn't give us no reason why they thought Fitz was this amazing guy and that they figured the election for him. So why did, why, did, why should he show him? Why should he show Cyrus that Melly is this amazing person when nobody was shown that Fitz was this amazing person but them? Fair enough. Well, but I at d- least but at least uh, Cyrus got a job out of it. Yeah. How is so, how does this help Cyrus? Because yeah. just like he then says to Abby, which I didn't even think about, and to me, like it literally made my 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 stomach a little upset. Yeah, literally. So just like you said, Fitz is now a complete laughingstock. Yeah. So we have sacrificed. We have done all this, and this means that at the end of two years, Melly's not getting elected. Maybe that's what the show is going to do, but that's... Mm-hmm. Melly's not getting elected. Yeah. So at the end of two years, what does it mean? We have eight years of basically a lame duck president who didn't do anything other than go to war and basically we feel sorry for because he lost a child. 
Now, me as chief of staff, I basically have nowhere else to go yep. because he's a laughing stock. Same thing in terms of Abby. I have nowhere to go because, again, he's a laughing stock. Well, she can always go back to OPA, though, if Olivia still has that. When that and <laughs> right there, yeah. can she? Well, we'll see. But um, yeah, I like I like how it wrapped up with Melly, where now she's on the campaign trail, saying, you know, uh, Virginia, you know, I'm I love marriage and the value of marriage, and uh, we talk, we have our bedroom talk, and when he comes home, I tell him about my day, he tells me about the stage, so I'm the perfect candidate for you. But prior to that, did you what did you think about Olive and Fitz's phone conversation? Did you really did you know that she was gonna oh, so what who cares? I'm, no, so what? Who cares that she was going to get attitude, or so what? Who cares that she then gave advice like she always does because she can't help but do oh, I that. don't know. I, you, I, I, thought, I thought you were jumping in uh, oh, or no. something, so I didn't no. know. Okay, no. no, I mean it was what it was. Olivia's going through this phase where she thinks that she doesn't like Fitz, or she's still mad and doesn't want to talk to him. And I just want her to stop acting like she wasn't going to help him out. Like, what do you want? What do you want? And then she does the pause when he's about to hang up. Okay, you need to do this, girl. But then don't answer your phone. No, seriously, I'm, I'm I'm over this. Like, we're not in kindergarten. We're not even in high school. Don't answer your phone. No, seriously. This is the thing is, Fitz only wants one of two things. Fitz either wants to know how you are doing, or he wants you to fix something. Mm-hmm. Has it ever been anything else? No. He either wants to know how you are doing, which you never tell him, or he wants you to fix something. So you already know that you are never going to actually really let this man in to actually potentially fix you, because that's really what we're setting the show up to be, right? That the only person possibly that can fix Olivia is one of two people. Olivia, not happening, or Fitz. She won't allow him to do that. Or... For her to fix fix the situation, which is what happens again and again and again. So when you answered your phone, what she should have said is, what is the problem? How can I help you? She's not going to do that. <laughs> well, let us know what you think. Make sure you check us out on iTunes and YouTube. If you go to iTunes and YouTube, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, uh, rate us five stars on iTunes. Also, click the like button, thumbs up on YouTube right now if you're watching, whenever you're watching. And we thank all of our live viewers for watching right now. Um, but now is that special time of the show where we do Cornelia's Cold Piece of the Week. All right, guys, cold piece of the week. This week, it's going to be quick. It has to go to this show. This show gets cold piece of the week. The show. I take it back. This episode gets cold piece of the week. Okay. I love the show, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm riding with it, but come on now. Just just kill Jake. And I'm not saying just kill Jake because I want... Jake dead. I'm saying just kill that because I'm tired of everybody else woke Jake dead. And I'm tired of them tweeting me about it. Talking about do you think Jake is dead. So just do it. Just kill Jake. Get it over with so people who hate Jake can be like, whoo. And so people who love Jake can can be mad and then we can have a, another raging war against team who's going to be Olivia's next boo and team um, Olitz. Are they ever going to be together? So for that reason, I give... This episode, Cold Piece of the Week. Let us know who you think. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hashtag Cold Piece or Cold Piece Set. Do you have a Cold Piece Set this week? Um, let us know. Perfect. Let us know, guys. And now we will let you know about our prediction. Can I do Your a quick show? TV prediction. Well, this is a good prediction. I predict that there is a birthday. How? We have um, one of our gladiators has a birthday today. Um, it is Valencia. Her uh, Twitter handle is Validoscope, and she is a Taurus, right? But you're really April, so you're kind of like an Aries, but not really. But yay, April birthdays. And if you have a birthday out there in April or you're a tur- Taurus, happy birthday to you, gladiators. Um, so we're just sending you love. And I forgot. I said I would uh, make a comment about him at, I hope I get it right. It was like at Randy G or at Comic <laughs> Randy G or something. He oh, drew, yes. um, oh, he's goodness. a comic artist, and he actually did a cartoon of all four of us on Twitter. And he has a Tumblr. And um, it's a cartoon of all four of us, and it has like our sayings on there. And we're, it's, yeah. To see it. Can the, we'll can the camera? Yeah. Can the, if we do, if we pull it up, can the camera do it? Probably if you hold it up. But I'll go ahead and start okay. predictions while she's looking for that. Yeah. Um, my prediction is that um, the show will not be on next week because <laughs> it won't. <laughs> um, and um, I think the show is going to get better. I think that we're getting ready for a really big finale, and hopefully, it goes out with the bang. Um, oh, so then 
This I don't is know the, if they can can they can they go in close to this show? Probably not. Probably not. Probably I'd have not. to take the phone and maybe bring it in. All or right. Something. Well, then we'll make sure that on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook, we will put it everywhere, For as sure. well as also on AfterBuzzTV.com. Go oh, ahead yeah. with your prediction. I have no prediction. <laughs> One dollar, like on Price is Right. One dollar. What about you, Sophia? I mean, it's. I'm not going to say it's obvious. This is the thing, though. It's obvious if you look at the title of the finale episode, because I don't really want to spoil it. Oh, I want to know. But look at the title of the finale (laughs) episode, and look at how illogical this episode was, and the actual conclusion is obvious. So I'll do that that way. I know it's a little bit cryptic, but think about how illogical this was in terms of the fact that Jake is the golden child and was former command, and look at the title of the finale. Well, rather than me get predictions, I'll just give a shout out to all the people in the chat room. There's 188 people that are watching, and I've been reading the the comments periodically through the show. So thank you guys for um, just riding with us um you know each week for all the shows that we do and you know sometimes you guys agree with us sometimes you don't but that is the joy of after Buzz tv and what we do here you all uh we give our thoughts and our perspectives so just as we give our thoughts and perspectives you give your thoughts and perspectives so thank you so much well said ben well said and thank you also we're talking about live years thank you to everybody who has been joining us on our little periscope adventures <laughs> we really appreciate that we do our little pre-show and then the middle of the show she may do an after after show today i'm addicted anyway guys thank you so much for watching another scandal after show where can we find you guys on social media you can find me on all social media at bam erickson and at- Snapchat. oh sorry and i'm on snapchat <laughs> Sophia Stanley, Twitter and Facebook. The Sophia Stanley on Instagram. At Canelia on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. At Emil Ennis Jr. on everything, especially Periscope. And um, on YouTube, Chase Me LA. Guys, thank you so much for joining us again. And we won't see you next week here, but we will be back here the week after for Scandal Episode 21 and then the finale the week after that. So get excited, hopefully. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye, y'all. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Get those followers. Buzz you later. Oh, buzz, buzz you later. Buzz, <laughs> buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.